0: You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 161 with my guest today, Anton Kambanen from the band Beast in Black. So Beast in Black have a new album coming out at the end of October called Dark Connection, which we discuss all about in today's podcast. So Anton gives us a little bit of an insight behind the recording and also about himself and his influences as well. So the opening track you're hearing is from the new album and it's called One Night in Tokyo. So make sure you click the link in the show notes so you can find where to download the album. And also more about the band as well. And again, thank you to my sponsors, Custom Guitar Picks, Musician, and Arnold Krakowka.
1: You don't need a drummer to make an amazing metal song. All you need is access to tracks produced in a great studio by a great engineer. My full-length drum tracks are crafted using the best sounding samples I've been developing for over a decade and have been used by thousands of professional musicians worldwide up to the highest level in the industry including John 5 and Gus G. Stop wasting hours of your time trying to program drums and stop wasting tons of money to have your drummer record in a studio for mediocre results. With my drum tracks, you don't need to worry about any of them. Just drag and drop your tracks, press record and you're done. All of that with a killer, authentic sound. So go to my website arnoldkrachovka.com to start rocking.
0: And another huge thank you to Arnold for starting production on our album, Roach & Widen, which is coming out in December. So Anton did all the drum tracks, plus he is producing, mixing, and mastering the album as well, and also guest starring on one track. So again, please check out the link in the show notes, where you can actually pre-order our album as well. So let's go over this interview now with Anton Cabanon. Hello. Hi Anton. How's it going? Oh. Uh...
2: It's all right, pretty busy and hectic, okay. but that's, that's a good sign, I think, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so busy with the uh, promoting the album? Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. No, it's really good. So, No, excellent. Yeah, well, congratulations with a new album. sounds fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad if you like it, so. Yeah, no, it's really good. I mean, uh, the songs and the, just everything about it. Cool. cool. Um, yeah, so with the album, the guitar and the keys, so you're playing the keyboards as well, aren't you? Well, I programmed the keyboards
2: and stuff like that. And We have this Cynthia, kind of our, Cynthia is our, this, what do you call her, like, artificial intelligence mm. robot lady yeah. as our keyboard player. It's actually there in the booklet and in one of the promo pictures, I don't know if you've seen that, there's this red-haired woman oh. in the tube and we're around that. Actually, the same woman is on the album cover. Yeah, She's yeah. kind of our keyboard player, so to speak.
0: All ah, right. Yeah, I saw the album cover. That's- What's the name? Cynthia, is it?
2: Yeah, Cynthia. Yeah, that's the woman's name on the album cover.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like the way that you have the, you know, like the sunglasses, and you can see the actual the beast in the reflection of the glasses as well.
2: Yeah, there's kind of some kind of a dark connection between the beast and the lady. There
1: yeah,
2: works it. on many levels. The title "Dark Connection" it's about something that's between them, but also there's the con- cables connected to the spine of the lady. So. But there's the lyrical side of things in uh, the songs. Many songs deal about this you know, connection between humans and humanoid robots, what it's like to be in that kind of a future when that is reality.
0: So, mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely the way the, the world's going, so it's, it's good to write about it as well.
2: Yeah, let, let's see if it turns to be a good or bad thing. It's hard to say, but at least it's, it's a fascinating topic to write stuff about. And, yeah. It's been around for like really long time. This, you know, Philip K. Dick wrote many like times about this same thing in his books. Uh, yeah. Eventually, a film Blade Runner came out in '82 based on his books, yeah. where the androids and the gynoids are kind of more more human than humans themselves, mm. but still they're not rooted like humans are. So that's kind of a Interesting yeah. topic to write about.
0: So I've got a few friends in uh, in Finland because through my teaching I use an app called Yousician, which is based in um, Helsinki, in Finland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, company. Oh, do you? I
2: never use it. I know Yousician.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, they actually—they uh, flew me over to Spain about two years ago, as part of a teachers in Australia to represent, yeah. you know, how I use it yeah. in my class, and majority were from from Finland and uh, all over Europe, pretty much. There's like a team of 100 people, but yeah, the guys I was talking to, a lot of them were actually into this similar type of thing what you're talking about with the, you know, the robots and the enemy films, and is that yeah like a big thing in, in Finland?
2: I wouldn't say so. I I don't think that this robots and this science fiction is anything like the thing here in Finland. It's yeah. to me it just felt like a return to my own kind of route. Because with my previous band, Battle Beast, I wrote three albums and the first two albums were heavily influenced by Cyberpunk. Yeah. After those I didn't write any more songs about these things. But now it felt like again like something that I felt writing about. You know, yeah. two thousand 18, I knew that. Okay, the next album is gonna be mostly uh, cyberpunk influenced.
0: I noticed on your your videos, there's been a lot of people doing the uh, the reaction to your film clips and your songs.
2: Yeah, it's, it's always nice to see that people like make the effort commenting and reacting to our new creations. So it's always a flattering, and like even if people don't like it, it's always nice to see that hey, they still spend their time from yeah. their lives to like. To deal with the Beast in Black, we appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I noticed that actually there's an instrumental version there as well. I don't know if you, Did you know about that?
2: Instrumental version of what? Sorry, I don't know.
0: Yeah, of One Night in Tokyo.
2: Oh, someone has made it. Yeah, At me. least it wasn't us. No, oh. Maybe someone removed vocals with some kind of a plug in. Oh, okay. Because I'm sure that it's definitely not an official version if, if you have found um, that somewhere. So.
0: Ah, I see. Gee, they're quick, aren't they? <laughs> These people? How are they so
2: quick? I'm like a dinosaur myself, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the voice,
0: his voice. Um, yeah, Giannis. Yannis, sorry. Yeah, Yanis. He's amazing. He's incredible.
2: He is a great interpreter, great singer. Uh, he gives this emotional impact to the melodies. Like he understands that the melodies need to have the certain drama element. Like it, it, it cannot be just vocal line that is flat, even though it's perfect note by note, but it, if it's flat, then it's not interesting. You know, you've got to give that emotional impact when you record those. And he's really, really good with that stuff, you know, and, even, and technically he is amazing, He can do anything. You know, from the softest, most elegant style of singing to a really macho and like a really metal head type of sing and, yeah. and everything in between. So that makes my job as a composer much easier when there's a singer like that who, who can do anything with his vocals basically.
0: The tone of his voice as well. And, and I saw another interview where he was actually talking about you and you're saying how like you give him some ideas as well with the ideas like you've got them already in your mind like you can see the finished product in your head before it's even recorded
2: yeah usually it's quite complete like the songwriting is already in the very first form the song songs are already sounding like really like arranged correctly and all the harmonies melodies and accents and all that stuff is usually there yep. some things change in the production but like 99 percent of the songs remain the same kind of, there's no dramatic change from the composing yeah. part until the finished product. Yeah. But uh, with Janis, when we do vocal tea often comes up with like, okay, let's like uh, add some harmony to the chorus. So it sounds a bit bigger, you know, or, mm-hmm. like, or add an octave, like a lower octave or a higher octave to certain melody. Yep. And sometimes he acts, "Hey, what if you sing this melody octave higher or lower sometimes I agree sometimes I don't but the melodies themselves are like already as they are composed and they don't change from that usually
0: so when you write your melodies do you write them like on a keyboard or guitar then give it to them like that or you actually sing it to say hey do this
2: uh, I use guitar pro 4 it's like almost 20 years old version of guitar pro software and I write the files there, but you know, vocal melody, vocal melodies. I always try myself what is singable, what is not. And the melodies they sometimes come from an instrument like noodling on a guitar or with keyboards, or just taking a walk somewhere and thinking of a sentence and then the melody that fits to the sentence. And yeah, it's kind of organized chaos when it comes to composing it. Hard to explain, but yeah <laughs> you, know, you just gotta put the pieces together somehow.
0: Yeah, the thing with your songs as well, like I noticed, you know, talking about the vocal melodies, and then you got your the keyboard melodies and you know different sounds which go in together, and then you got your the guitar which over the top, but they all blend in so well together.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know what to say about that. It's just again one of these things. It just happens like yeah. normally. I I just hear, hey, okay, this is great, and I hear the keyboard like duplicating it in by using for example triads you know guitar plays with the power chords but the keyboard can add the one extra note that makes it always either minor or major chord and it makes it a bit more like dramatic in that way. Whatever I hear like in in the mind and just write it down and then I hear it from that guitar pro 4 that I use.
0: Yeah, going back to the album. Uh, so the last two songs, you got the, the two covers, which are great as well. So, Better by Man of War and uh, They Don't Really Care About Us by Michael Jackson. So, had you guys played them live before or was it just like in the studio?
2: It's just in the studio, like all the original songs as well. We never practiced before we uh, recorded the album. Everyone does their homework yeah. uh, before coming to the studio and it's easy that way. Me and Janis just talked about the cover songs, and I- instantly we felt like, hey, yeah, we both could imagine kind of those songs as Beast in Black versions in our heads, because we knew that the- those songs have the kind of features that yeah. Beast in Black songs also have, and we can easily adapt our styles to those songs, and yeah. the end result is what you hear, and let's see what Dance will say about it on 29th of October.
0: Yeah, that's At
2: right. At least we we enjoyed making those covers. Let's see what what do the Manowar fans say, and what do the Michael Jackson fans say if they hear that version? We are really curious.
0: Yeah, well, like you're saying, though, it does fit in with the album. Like it's you know, if nobody knew those songs, it just like it fits in with like the the rest of the songs. Yeah, well, that that's important also that
2: you know we treat the cover songs with the same care and precision as we. Do it for our own songs. So yep. why waste your energy and time and money and everything to make something like not hundred percent? If we are not gonna do the cover songs with hundred percent dedication, then we will not do it at all. Yeah, so I'm glad if it, it feels like that they fit to the album as well. So.
0: I mean, the way you guys do that, the Michael Jackson one, it's it sounds like the original, but it's got your flavor to it, and it's just um. Yeah, it's really good.
2: Well, thanks. Thank you. It's all about like keeping the, maintaining the elements from the original songs that make the song what it is, and not like, not changing the stuff that is crucial for the original. But we kept that, and whatever room there was left, we spiced that with the Beast in Black style, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Added some instruments there, like keyboards, and gave this heavier like impact with the guitars, and this kind of a menacing synth bass that on the background. There's no bass at all in the original version of oh, Michael right. Jackson, oh, okay. So, stuff like that, because yeah. we thought, hey, there's clearly room for that, so we decided to just do it that way.
0: And I guess the same with the uh, Mandible cover, because I, I had Ross the Boss, who was on my podcast, um, I think it was early last year, or this year. So um, yeah. Yeah, another another great band. So, are you guys influenced by Man of War?
2: Definitely. At, at least to, to me, Man of War is one of my favorite bands.
0: Okay. Like
2: my in my top three favorites: Judas Priest and Manowar. And sometimes it's Wasp or Black Sabbath that is yep. the third favorite. It d- depends on the mood. Yeah. But also like Accept and Udo and all you know, those good old heavy metal bands. Yeah, yeah They yeah. are my favorite bands. Okay. Metal style.
0: Yeah, thank you very much again for your, for your time, and I'm sure everyone's going to love this album once it comes out.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and you know, good luck with the album, mate. Eh?
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. All right, all right so all right, nice thank- Yep, bye bye. See you later. Bye.